In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello and welcome to Betches Brides. I'm Joanna Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are your hosts. Um, We are excited to get into another round of emails. You guys keep sending them in. They are awesome. Um, We're going to do them most weeks. So if you guys have a question, we're going to just answer them on a rolling basis. So email uh, brides at betches.com and hopefully we can get to your email. Um, If it's, you know, anything from like coronavirus related planning stuff to interpersonal issues problems with your fiance problems with your bridesmaids there's a whole as we've learned there's a whole host of things you guys can um encounter issues with and we will do our best to answer to the best of our ability so email those in brides at betches.com yes and keep leaving your feedback reviews review the podcast leave a five-star review we love some helpful feedback don't we like i mean it just both of us can get into the thick of planning our weddings So we need to be pulled out of that thick sometimes with some feedback around the podcast. I mean, it just helps. Let us know what kinds of topics you want us to talk about and, you know, send these questions, send your questions that are related to those topics because, you know, we love to hear that. Exactly. Um, And Nicole and I, you know, we have two different kind of experiences. Me is someone who's newly engaged in the midst of the pandemic and Nicole is someone who has already planned a whole wedding that and now gets to do it again. <laughs> yes, perpetually engaged. Forever. So we, we we've been dealing with 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 different kinds of issues but I also similar so um hopefully we can cover almost all ranges of topics. Um but before we jump into answering emails, um we wanted to discuss a topic that was very very hot on the Betches Brides Instagram. Nicole, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so this or this morning, technically the other day, um, we shared a graphic for you guys on the feed about it was a bar gra- or a pie chart, if you will, um, how you're actually spending your time planning a wedding in 2020. A lot of people, you know, we're all crying about our original wedding that was canceled or questioning why the hell weddings even exist. Um, but a lot of you shared it and pointed out the section of this pie chart that said you were screaming at your fiance for no reason. And trust me, I mean, literally I made this like I, that is a large part of what I'm doing these days. And I know now that a lot of you are as well. <laughs> You're like, I like to pencil in some time to scream at my fiance, you know, <laughs> 3 like PM sharp. every day yes. to make sure I hit my quota. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, we were like, we, we got to talk about this because a lot of you guys said you were doing the same thing. So um, I guess this, it's a larger topic. It's, you know, how do we not scream at them every day at that 3 p.m. sharp time? 
for hitting our quotas or, and how do we just like not fight with our fiancés while we're planning these weddings, while we're still in quarantine, you know, during this stressful year that is 2020. So, so Nicole, what's like the biggest thing that you guys get into it over? Like what's gonna, what is like your, what is the biggest difference I think in your like mentality towards either replanning your wedding or, or, you know, like in your original planning, like what was your biggest point of contention? Probably at this point, the guest list, because we started out with a huge guest list to begin with. I mean, I have a huge family, lots of friends from school and whatnot. He has a huge Italian family. They're, they're the type of family, I've said it before on this podcast, they're like distant f- f- cousins, eighth cousins are like close to them. So now I'm just so like, funny. okay, even if we are postponing to 2021, I still like... 2020 has made me question like weddings in general and especially spending money on them. So I'm like, let's still cut down the list from there. We don't need 12th cousins on there. So, so you were like, oh, introduced to this idea of like cut, of making a smaller wedding. And then even, even if you might not need to, you're saying like, you're still kind of into that idea. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's really that funny. Mentality. You know what else I realized is that this podcast is is full of adjacent to uh, and adjacent to Italian mics. Um, yeah, my really is. my mic is my mic is Italian. Sounds like your mic is Italian. Our podcast producer Mike, Mike, you're Italian. Oh my God. Correct. <laughs> yes. It is the it is the Italian mic adjacent podcast, and we are here for it. Um, something I just realized really in is. your in your telling of that story, but um, so. So, so your fiance is not interested in that. You're saying he like still wants to have the big wedding. He, he also wants to cut down the list, but both of us are like, like he'll point out a friend of mine and be like, why does she, she like lived near us in college and you hung out sporadically. Like, why does she need to come? Why does her new plus one need to come? So that's been a big point of contention. Um, And then just general, like, I don't know, just general stress, I think, like, related to weddings and unrelated to weddings is just making it, like, we're screaming, we just butt heads more, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, I don't know if you're feeling the same, but, like, I, I just feel like, in general, one big tip I have for people who are feeling like this, too, is, like, you have to remember, at the end of the day, he is also postponing his wedding as well and I try to like we're always talking about brides we're always saying you know the bride is doing this and that and yes the bride does most of the planning in most scenarios but he he's also going through 2020 and it sucks so like you do have to keep that in mind and something I've done with planning with Mike is just like giving him tasks to do like he's dealing with the church things like his line of communication is with like the pre-Cana people, because we're doing Catholic. So he's oh, kind of- cool. You should his... have them on for an episode. Yeah, honestly. Talk I about that. Well, yeah. the counselor woman, she talks very slow. She's very nice, but she's like older. Well, if she she's comes on, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, we will. But yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean- Overall, I just try to keep in mind, and sometimes Mike will check me. Like if I'm like being a crazy bitch, like for no reason, he'll he'll be like Nikki. I I do need you to respect me. I am your free fiance. We are in love. Let's keep that in mind and like respect. 
I don't know. Are you ever feeling the same way? Do you guys? Right. Well, we haven't gotten into like the tasks part yet because we're still looking at venues. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really gotten into that yet, but we do. I mean, we already like, it's funny, like right from the beginning, like there already are like differences in the way in like the things we want or for us, I think planning it for the first time, even like it's a little bit of a difference in like the levels of like how far away we want to plan this wedding for. And COVID I think has like played a major impact on that. So he's kind of like, he wants to plan for spring 2022 because he's like, that seems like a much safer, you know, safer date to work with. Like we won't have to Mm -hmm. worry as much. Like it's like further out. Um, And it'll be like, more guaranteed I mean nothing is guaranteed I think like who knows like there's really no like there's no known end date so Mm -hmm. on my end I'm kind of like I'm already 31 I'm not really looking to like get married in two years um that's like a long time for me it's a little too far out really cutting into my childbearing years (laughs) um to be totally honest I'm like I'd rather plan for the fall of next year I know it's only six months so I can see why to him it seems like what is the big deal um Fall of twenty. I want to do fall twenty one, like late fall, maybe if if we're doing destination, especially. Plenty. I mean, yeah, that's what that's my thought, and but he's like, oh, like if we're doing something where people have to travel, it's why not build in an extra cushion? And I'm kind of like, because like I don't really want to be planning another like a wedding for like right a year and a half, two years. Like I'd rather do it and have it and get it done with. So we do have differences in that, but I agree. I think it's like. You kind of both you have to realize like the what's the important thing like we're getting married like and right. then just compromise and learning to compromise and i do think it's like it's interesting because i think planning a wedding is a nice little test for like how you make decisions together like mm-hmm. who's willing to budge and like what you're willing to do and then our other ish and our other debate is about like budget because i you oh, know God. he wants it to be smaller <laughs> i want it to be like a little higher and i'm usually like the person who wants to spend money like the least so he's even worse than me so it's like oh, wow. I find myself in a very weird position where I'm like advocating spending more money when that's usually I'm usually the person that people have to convince to spend more money. So um, it's we're it's trying tough. to work out. We're trying to find a middle ground. You have there. to pick things that you would that you both agree that you'll splurge on and both agree that you can cut back on. Like we were like the band. We need to have like a literal concert at our wedding. So we splurged on the band. Um, right. But then again, like flowers, like our florist at first was trying to kind of charge us a lot. And I was like, no, we don't need flowers draping from the ceilings. We're good on that. Like, so I don't know. It's kind of, and we're both in agreement on that. One last thing I had for not fighting, which I feel like you guys did this recently when you went to Arizona, um, to find little trips to take where you're not going to talk about anything wedding. Cause I feel like the weekends at a lot, a lot of times the weekends can become like wedding planning, uh, time because you're busy at work during the day. And I'll be like, we have a whole list to do this weekend, right. but maybe take a little mini trip or just a staycation, do something fun, plan little like date nights at home or whatever, where you're not going to bring up wedding planning. That way, like, you still get to spend time with each other that's not related to the fucking wedding. Right. I think that's a great idea. I have friends who also did that. They would stipulate, like, certain, even, like, if you can't right. go away, like, like dinner, like, we don't talk about a wedding at dinner. Like, we don't, or, mm-hmm. like, we don't talk about the wedding, like, on Friday nights. Or, like, there's a there's a sort of built-in break. Like, you would almost, like, we keep saying, like, wedding planning feels like a part-time job. So, it's, like, 
you would give yourself a break from that too. Um, so give mm -hmm. yourself a break from this as well. Exactly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So should we get into the listener questions? I think we shall. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Want me to go? I'll ahead read the first one. Okay, you got this. Okay. Um, first off, I love the podcast. All the new episodes are all great. Overall, I'm a big fan of Betches Media. Thank you. Uh, I really enjoyed Monday's podcast. I think it was relatable and helpful to hear what brides are dealing with in the COVID era. My partner and I are planning on getting married October 2021 if California isn't still on fire and COVID is mellowed out. Everything has come together pretty well so far. I have the venue, dress, uh, no bridal party, and we were already planning on keeping it relatively small. The problem is that my fiance had a fiance and I had a major falling out with his parents slash siblings and have barely spoken to them in four years. It has been a roller coaster of awkward and sad moments, but overall benefited our relationship. Overall, my fiance is happier not dealing with his controlling mother, who is incredibly overbearing and dis disregards any request for boundaries. In a way, I feel lucky because she is not part of my wedding planning process and I don't have to deal with her input. Now we are at a crossroads and everyone insists we invite them. And I agree. I feel it may be a good opportunity to make amends and move forward. Therapy has also helped with the skills to deal with my future mother-in-law. Uh, my fiance is struggling with the idea and we are both concerned about reconnecting. Any advice for this type of drama? This is a really good email. Yeah, this is a really good one. I... I was actually going back and forth on the Instagram the other day with somebody trying to like give them advice about a very similar situation. Like she was like, I, she, I think it was, she didn't want to invite her own father, but in this case, it's, um, you know, it's the fiance's parents and siblings that they don't want to invite. Mm. My thinking with this is like, it's tough. Cause I, we don't know all the details about the scenario. We don't know what's the past has been like, but like just from a big picture perspective, I, weddings are such a big moment in, in your life that I feel like you do want to have everybody there. Even if you're not on the best terms with them, you at least want to extend the invite because I wouldn't want this bride to look back and regret it. Not well, here, I, I could agree with that to an extent, especially when it's someone who like 
in name should be very close to you, like a parent or a sibling. Mm-hmm. Like you, it feels weird societally to ha- not have your your mother, or your father, or your brother, or sister at your wedding. Like that feels like it doesn't feel like it's okay, especially just because everything you see and like it's such an important moment and every but and everyone it feel it feels like there's a lot of pressure to have those people there. But I do right. think if those people like just because someone is related to you doesn't automatically mean you're close. And I've seen this also with people who ask about like not wanting to have, let's say like their sister as a bridesmaid, because like, it feels like you, it feels like a, like especially insulting to not have a family member mm-hmm. in like a, a position of importance. But I think that if they don't, if in the real world, they don't reflect, it doesn't reflect that they're like actually close to you. Like if you, and you have friends who you actually do feel closer with and who you do feel like, are those are the important people that you want there those are the people who are more important in your life I feel like that is really how you should look at your wedding not just because like you know societally people think your family should be important if you're if you're lucky and your family is that's great but if they're not I don't think you have to like symbolically show just Mm -hmm. just for society that like that this person has to be there for that reason Um, my other thought on this was like if you if they have a really strained relationship with like his in-laws and or her in-laws and and the siblings and all that i would start smaller than the wedding you know like she said mm-hmm. she's been to therapy it's been a while i would start with like a dinner right? right like there's no reason to have this big four-year reunion at like the most important day of your life like who knows what will go down it'll probably be really awkward like if i were her i would be like okay like if it means a lot to you to invite these people, if, it, if you if you feel if we feel like we would regret not inviting them, maybe let's do like let's do lunch with your family. Like let's try to set up a lunch, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll go there, and then she can like see how it goes. Like she can try out these new like coping skills that she learned from her therapist, or ways to put up boundaries, or ways to deal with these people. Like try it out on like a much less important event. Right. And that way you can see, like, let's say you, you're, like, miserable at this brunch and, like, they, like, totally make you regret even doing it. Like, then you'll be like, okay, great. I'm so glad I didn't actually invite you to this wedding. Um, right. But if you do it and it goes well and it's been four years and everyone's kind of gotten over whatever your past issues are, then you'll know that. And you also won't be, like, as stressed about their presence at the wedding because you've already sort of broken the ice in yeah. this, like, smaller scale event. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you, you don't want to, you never want to be stressed at your wedding about somebody's presence there. And that's, I agree. Start small, do a dinner, do a small weekend, work it up from there. If it goes well, great. Have them there. If it doesn't, then guess what? You don't need to have them there. It's like you said, like society's expectations, it's 2020. There are no more. If society tries to have expectations for us brides, they can go fuck themselves because there's no more. But um, surround yourself with people who like you're excited to share the moment with as opposed to people you feel like obligated mm -hmm. to for for whatever reason. 100%. Want to read the next one? Yep. Hi, dolls. I wanted to start out by saying I've had a 17-month-long engagement and have followed, loved, and shared your posts and stories religiously. LOL. Thank you. Our micro due to COVID wedding is coming up now on October 10th, 2020, and we have had absolutely no issues wedding planning for both our original 350-person wedding or this micro wedding, except the mother of the groom and bridesmaid little sister of the groom throwing sticks in the way 
weird stuff like the mother of the groom buying three dresses, two white and one black, after specifically telling me how awful that would be. The sister slash bridesmaid dyeing her hair pink and altering the bridesmaid dress, making it difficult from the other girls because it looked like it was for older women. So, so she says, both are trying to bring plus ones after we've had to cut so many people who are close to us from the list. Help, I'm trying so hard to not be a bridezilla but, or crazy pants, but I'm not sure how me or my fiance can get them to stop without making things awkward at the wedding. Ah, okay. They, it's, they're being, they're both being very difficult. This bride is dealing with a lot right now. Um, we've seen this a lot with mother of the grooms trying to wear white, which is just funny to me. Um, I'm glad my mother-in-law like would never. And then also this sister, it looks like she is like basically shitting on the other bridesmaid's dresses and trying to like change hers. But I'm trying to take a step back for me in this situation. I would personally just kind of, I know this is like the easy way out, if you will, but let them be crazy. Let them make themselves look insane. Um, I, on my wedding, I'm like, I very much care about what I look like. Like I'm going to be, you know, get a spray tan, my whole beauty routine. Like I'm going to be focusing on very much myself, making sure I look amazing. Um, but it's annoying that these two are trying to like look different, but I would say just kind of let them go, but definitely talk to them too and let them know how you're feeling. I don't know. You could probably give some good level-headed advice to this. <laughs> no, I think I, I agree with your advice about like, cause I think, I think what people don't realize is when they look back like five, 10, 15 years later from their wedding photos, like, no, you're not going to be like paying attention to like, what the bridesmaids were like how their hair looked or you know right. what their like the, all the differences in their dresses or for your mother-in-law like no one's really going to be like looking at pictures of her from this day like i feel like you i agree you should focus on yourself and like your own look and whatever however you want to look for the day and then also i don't really like when people are like about the bridesmaids like they they want their you know their hair to be like a very specific way or it seems like they want to like crush any sort of like individualism in the yes. brides yeah i've had or i remember there was there was an email about someone wanting like a bride bridesmaid to cover up her tattoos and it's kind of like you chose this person to be in your bridal party because like supposedly like you love them and you want them there for your day but like but if you do love who they are then don't try to change them into like someone right you find to be acceptable to be like seen with you and photographed with you and like your friends on the mm -hmm. day like to me i don't i don't agree with asking i think you can ask the bridesmaid to wear a certain kind of dress but i don't and i that i would probably insist on i would choose the battles and i would pick the dress part but the hair right. like like who are you to say like what someone's hair color should be or like you know whether someone I should agree. have tattoos or not like if you're gonna if you're gonna invite someone to be in your bridal party like you should accept them for who they are i agree i i this isn't like that's gone on to this actual scenario, but I, I do hate when brides are like, you have to wear your hair this certain way and you have to cover up your tattoos and you must have this exact shade of nail polish on your fingers and only gold jewelry and it must be right. this bracelet. Like, I, I agree. It's like, stop trying to like make your bridesmaids all a clone of each other and like a little robotic group. And um, I think a lot of that does come out of maybe the bride is feeling a little insecure about herself because if you think about it i've seen parties that are like 
or brides that are like, my whole bridal party has to wear an updo while I get to be the only one down. And sometimes I get that. But at the same time, like if one of my bridesmaids gets a bomb ass hairdo, her hair looks amazing. Right. Sorry, I'm like cursing a lot in this episode. Her hair looks amazing on the day. Like, I, yeah, sh- I might, because I'm human and I'm naturally kind of an envious person, I might say like, oh, she looks really good. That's annoying. But then again, I'm like, oh, wait, I, it's my wedding. My husband is here to marry me. It's not like he's going to like go for her all of a sudden. Right. So... I don't know. I think a lot of the telling a bridesmaid to look a certain way might come out of insecurity. Right. I mean, the whole point of bridesmaids, we again, we have to remember through all this wedding stuff, like what the meaning of all these things are. Like the meaning of bridesmaids are that there's people that you care about that are up there like with you celebrating your day and that are like really special to you that you're wanting these pictures that you want with them. It doesn't really, like at the end of the day, like who cares what they're wearing or you know, if their hair, if they look exactly the same, or if you look a little better than them, like if you have to like make others look shitty so that you can feel like you look good, like that's a different issue. And I think that's more about you than about them. And when it comes to the mother-in-law, like I totally get that too. Um, But like, again, let her, let her kind of like look like the crazy person who wore white to her daughter-in-law's wedding. Like that's going to be much more embarrassing for her than for you. If you want to try first to like get her like a little more in line, have your fiance do it. It's not on like you, like you're saying it should be awkward, but like usually if it's your own mom, things are not, it's not that awkward to tell them how you feel. So I would put anything with his family, like that's his job. Mm-hmm. He needs to like tell them, you know, yeah. what you want in a way that doesn't make you look like an asshole. Oh yeah. Delegate, make him so do I would the- put that on him. For sure. All right. Should we do one more or do we have two more? we have two but we can just save one for the next okay all right want to read it yeah this one i need your help my fiance and i were supposed to have our wedding on october 17th this year but decided to push the whole ceremony and reception reception to next october same big day and plans same different year We also decided we still wanted to be married on our OG date, so we're eloping on the 17th, just us two, pretty casual. How do we share with our wedding guests that we're legally married, but saved the full ceremony, walking down the aisle, dress, and all that for the next year on the big day? We're thinking some sort of announcement a la a save the date, but don't know how to phrase it. Do we send it to everyone? Ah, struggling. So. Um, so just to recap, they were supposed to get married in October. They pushed the whole thing to next October, but they're getting married on the original date, but they're still having a party next year. And a ceremony. Right. And a ceremony next year. next year. Here's the thing. Um, no one's going to care. That's one of the, I think this is one of those things where like people think everyone's going to be like all like worked up over it. Um, I think I would send out an email, like a paperless post after you get married, just being like, Hey, like, I I mean, I assume she already told people that she's postponing it or is she asking? I think I would assume that she did because she's basically just asking how does she let them know that she already got married, but also is doing the whole thing next year too. Right. I think it seems like she already postponed. So I would, after you got married, I would, I would send a paperless post or an evite or something with the, with the background with the picture of like the that you actually got married the 
subject can be like, can't wait to party with you next year. And then in the email, you can just say like, hey, like we couldn't wait to marry each other. So we actually already legally got married on this day, but we're so excited to celebrate with you guys next year when it's safe. Mm-hmm. And then everyone will have the information out there. And if there's anyone who you think like is not good with email or will not get it, like any elderly people, let's say hypothetically, I would give them a call and just mm-hmm. tell them what's up. Yeah. But I think for most people an email, uh, uh, like an email invitation, or if you really want to do, if you want to pay for uh, the paper, paper stuff, like go for it. To me, I wouldn't do that. It seems like a waste of money to me, but if you wanted to do that, I could totally, you could do that also. With all the uncertainty of this year, you kind of have to just, it's best to go digital because it still looks nice. And just in case things do have to change again, you don't have to waste money on paper. But I agree. And I would say in that email, like just add all the information that you'd want the guests to know. Like, like say we're still doing a ceremony. So if that means you want them to like dress nice, let them know, like let them know the dress code um, just so that, you know, they have all the information. And I think that's really, like you said, nobody's going to care like what you're doing. They'll still be there to celebrate just as long as um, they know what to kind of expect. Right. And if you have the info, I would put like all that dress code stuff up there. But if not, you could just say like, stay, you know, stay tuned, like check out the like wedding website for any updates. Mm -hmm. And then you can just add it right on there and it'll all be in one place. And you can add whatever, like, you know, I'm sure by a year from now, like some things will change. You could just tell people to like check that website um, for any updates as it pertains to like next year's event. Should we do one more since that one was was pretty quick? Let's, Let's do it. Want me to read her? Uh, Sure. Okay. I'm in a massive pickle that only Betches Brides can help me with. My very close friends are getting married to each other next August, and we are thrilled for the wedding. My fiancé and I are neighbors with them and will be in their lives for a long time, and our entire friend group is going. My best friend slash college roommate who lives in a different state than us now just got engaged over 4th of July weekend. Yay. We talk all the time, and she mentioned wanting a long engagement. However, when she called me, she said they already picked a venue and a date. As if I wasn't already very confused how they would find a venue, how they found a venue and a date from the last time we talked, she told me when it was. You guessed it, the exact same date as our neighbor's friends, as our neighbor friends. Mutual friends not being able to attend both is not an issue as these are friends from different parts of our lives. The problem I have with this, with it is that my best friend from college did not ask before booking a venue and a date, and they are dead set on the date without room to move it. My college roommate would ask me to be in her wedding. These are two weddings that I simply cannot miss, and splitting from my fiance will be husband at the time of these weddings for the weekend doesn't seem like the right option. Long story short, my dilemma is, do I go to the wedding for my friend I have known longer or do I go to the wedding of the friends that will be in my life now for many years? I simply need to be in two places at once. Help. So that last paragraph um, mm-hmm. made me feel a little weird because she was like, do I go to the wedding for my friend? She's known longer. Oh, okay. I've known for longer. Or do I go to the wedding of the friends? that will be in my life for many years. Do you not think that your friend that you, your quote unquote best friend that she earlier referred to her to like, will be in your life for many years that's because to me if i'm calling someone my best friend like that's i'm kind of like assuming that she's going to be in my life for a long time but if 
Cause right. the, but the way she's painting the other people is that like, those are the people that she really cares about, which seems like odd to me. Well, yeah. And she said she talks to the friend often, like on the phone, the best friend from college. So I don't know why she wouldn't be in her life for longer. Right. To me, I can, okay. I think there's like, these are two different kinds of weddings. It sounds like, like one is the wedding of like, that she feels like she, she's more, she's closer to the actual bride. And the other wedding is like, she would have more fun at because like more of the, she has more friends who are going that she's close to that like, would be like socially a better mm-hmm. time. So it's kind of like, one feels like more of a sacrifice. The, the best friend who lives in a different state to me, it sounds like she's like, I'd have a worse time at this wedding, but it would mean more to the bride versus like, I'll have a better time at this wedding. But like, it does, she's just her neighbor. It's not like she's like in name right. very close to her. Well, so it sounds like she's, she's not necessarily, sorry. She's also mad at the college friend for like not coordinating with her the date, which I don't think she should be because we can't coordinate with everybody for dates these days. Right. You kind of have to just like pick the date and hope for the best. I can see if you had one best friend, like you might want to run the date by them Mm -hmm. if it was like your true one best friend. But like, I also don't think it's like a necessary thing. There's so many other people's schedules that you need to like revolve that date around. Um, so right. I think it's important to remember that like people can't build their dates around you. Um, I do think if she really wants, if she feels like if she looks at her friendship really, and she really does feel like this is her best friend and someone that she is going to have in her life for a long time. Um, that, and again, that was weird to me that she said that she said that the other people were going to be in her life for longer. Um, yeah. I think if she really, if the friendship is really meaningful to her, she should go to the best friend's wedding. I agree. And it sounds like you said, it sounds like the other one, like they're kind of set, like it'll almost mean less to the, the neighbors right. if they don't, if she doesn't come and mean more to the friend. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you can't go to the neighbor's one, like you and your fiance can offer to take them out to a special dinner, like compensate that way. Um, but I agree, like just go to the friends because you've known her longer that is true and and she'll be in the wedding for me it's not even about like knowing her longer to me like i would actually evaluate like is this really your best friend is that someone that you really want to invest that you want to show like means something to you because not showing up to her wedding to go to like your neighbor's wedding to me does if i were her friend i would be like um if you're truly my best friend like you would be at my wedding right don't you think yeah and you would, because it's not because it's not about you and how much more fun you're going to have at one versus the other. It's about like being there for your friend. Exactly, and like she said at one point, the friend will definitely choose her to be in the wedding. So that's a whole another layer. If you're in the wedding, right. you kind of have to go. Have to go. To me, it would be like kind of a selfish move to go to the neighbor's wedding instead of hers. Like you're, you're, they're not going to be like your na- your neighbors aren't going to care as much that you're not there as like your best friend would be right i assume like yeah i agree it's her best friend from college she's got to go the neighbors you can have fun with them you can do it right i agree that dinner thing is gonna is a good alternate plan yeah or plan a cool like i don't know a little mini getaway weekend couples weekend if you will that'll be fun i agree all right well um that was fun should we play our runaway bride game i love this game okay um so the premise of the game again you're about to walk down the aisle 
and then you you're, you find out this information about your fiance like right before you walk down are you still walking down the aisle or are you a runaway bride all right first one they told you they have an 18 year old kid that you've never met this is this is a big one or <laughs> even 18 is pretty old even if it's like what if it's like 10 so that's a different factor because 18 they can be off on their own and that's that might be why you've never met this they're child. with their other parent yeah oh that you don't speak to yeah okay okay um this is a big deal though like i might just have to like say hold up pause the wedding guests you can wait like we got to talk this out because this isn't something i could brush off you have a kid like especially if the kid wants to be in our lives like I know one of our um, employees at Betches, our video producer, she um, is like engaged. She's kind of been engaged for a while. She's a very chill bride. She uh, has a, her fiance has a young kid. I think he's like 10 or 11-ish. I forget how old, but she's like almost become kind of like a second mom and loves this kid. And like, but it, we were talking about it. It is a big deal. Like it's like you kind of are like, becoming this child's mother so i don't know i'd probably uh well, let's say they're like estranged it's like they they you know they sort of they they had this kid and they're no longer like in their lives they just decided like to they weren't fit to be a parent and they kind of walked away from this kid i'd still be like why didn't you tell me this? right i think to me it would be more about like why didn't you tell me yeah. Like if you're keeping this, like we clearly don't have the kind of close relationship that I thought we did. I think I'd be, I'd be out. I'd, I'd be a little, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be able to discuss it before the wedding. I would need a lot more time to process than that. Be like, what's the name? Is it a boy, girl? Why are you estranged? Lots of questions. How, right. how are you 31 with an 18 year old child? <laughs> I didn't do the math when writing that you question. Make, you had a baby at 14 very weird <laughs> yes true oh. um they told you they never they they although they've said differently in the past they never want pets that's a i know i'm turning this into red flag or deal breaker shout out to right. you up but that's <laughs> that's an alter runner for me i'm extreme i want a dog it's settled like i oh, i would need a so good reason so they're saying, yeah, why. they're saying you can't have any pets. You're out. You're running away. I would probably run away <laughs> after all the money spent on this on this day. True, true, true. I know it's extreme, but I, it's the dog or and and me or nothing. I'd be fine with it as long as I can still have a kid. I'd be like, all right, I guess yeah. we're not having pets. It's fine. I'm not like that. I mean, I I'll I like a dog someday, but it's not like a deal breaker for me. Yeah, that's one of the things they make you talk about in our um, pre-Cana Catholic discussions. It's like, do you want pets? Do you want kids? And it's smart because you need to figure that out before the altar. Yeah, I do want to hear more about that. Maybe we'll discuss that at length in a future episode. I like this idea a lot. Oh, we can. Trust me. Our sessions mm -hmm. are funny. It's like virtual counseling. And if you guys also want to hear more about that, email Betches Brides at Brides at Betches.com and um, let us know. So we do one more? Yes. Let's see, if they told you they hate traveling and would rather just watch movies about cool locations. See, to me, this one would be very surprising because, like, at this point, I would have already planned our honeymoon. 
So right. um, I would find that to be pretty shocking. But if they would still go on the honeymoon with me, I think I could deal because I would assume we would have like, at least for me, like I plan to have kids relatively soon after getting married. So I'd be like, all right, I don't really need to travel that much then. And then I can travel. I can travel with my friends. Like I can travel with other people in my life. Like I can, I, I, one, I think it'd be weird that we would never have discussed this before, especially as <laughs> sure. I've gone through the honeymoon planning process. But I do think if someone didn't share that interest with me, I could just find other people in my life to travel with me and be okay with it. What about you? That's a good point. Girls weekends are the best. Like, you I, stay with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You watch the kids. Exactly. <laughs> that does sound kind of nice. So when I wrote this one, I thought of it because Mike and I were um, at his friends a couple months ago and we were sitting with like a group of other couples. And one of the guys said that, that he hates traveling and his girlfriend, they had been dating for like a couple months. His girlfriend was like, what? Like, what do you mean you hate travel? And he literally was like, I just hate traveling. Like I'd rather watch Europe on like YouTube instead of go. And I was thinking in my head, like that, that's a, big one for me like and I agree with you if he would still come on the honeymoon like oh Mike our podcast producer hates traveling yeah he's not a big plane guy if I remember correctly he's not that's so true (laughs) sorry Mike we can never be married I think there's nothing wrong with that there's probably a lot of other people who feel the same way but like it's question right is it a match for you I would hope that's something that they would have discussed again before like getting married right and then if I think it's okay to have different hobbies Exactly. And traveling is like, don't get me wrong. I love it. But Mike and I aren't like billionaires who get to travel constantly. So we don't even do it that much. But if like I was dragging him and he truly hated it, like uh, that would not be fun. But agree. Like they'd come on. It'd be something I'd want to know before the wedding, but I don't think it would be like this deal breaker where I wouldn't go. Exactly. Agree. All right. Well, that was our episode. We had a ton of fun and we will see you guys next week. Till death do us part. Bye-bye. Betches.